You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, Keith. From the AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. If you'd like to buzz in on tonight's show, you can buzz us at 424-256-1729. That's 424-256-1729. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Welcome, everybody. Bing is for doing what we're here doing. Season 2, Episode 16, Illumination. I am your host, Phil Svitek, joined alongside by a full panel today. Woo. It's been a while since we've had one of those, but welcome, Catherine Tulich. You didn't get the memo about the green, sorry. Hey, neither <laughs> did I. <laughs> neither did I. Yeah. The Hamptons don't Saint, don't celebrate St. Patrick's okay. Day. Uh, they only celebrate big events. All right. Okay. But oh. celebrating St. Patty's Day, yeah. we have Anna Koppel. A lot of people are going to take offense to that, Phil. I'm sure they are. <laughs> Absolutely. I, I, they take so much offense to it. But uh, anyway, and we have Roxy Stryer joining us for a second episode. And I just want to say I'm wearing green shorts. <laughs> and, and, and the and the headpiece. Yeah. And yeah. The, and the okay, bracelet. Okay, and the shamrock hey, sticker on uh, her. Oh, yeah. The green, I like the green fingernails. That's very cool, too. Oh, oh, yeah. It's my favorite cool. holiday. <laughs> well, enough about the holiday. <laughs> and joining us today, we have a special guest, a post-production coordinator, and we'll go over what that means. <laughs> no, because some, some yeah, exactly. you know, the average TV fan might not know. If you're within the industry, then you would. But um, it, is, it is a very important role. Her name is Lizzie Donaldson. Hi. Welcome. Welcome. Right. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> and, uh, well, let's talk about it real fast before we kind of dive into things. You coordinate on the editing side of things. I mean, in basic terms, right? I do. I work in post-production, which is the editing department. And no offense if you don't know what that is. I, well, I'm sound, still getting to know it. <laughs> sound, music, sound, visual music, effects. Sound, music, visual effects, sound effects. Um, we, uh, you know, we take the show from hours and hours of dailies and crunch it down to 42 minutes and 20-something seconds. Yeah. Well, how much? When you say dailies, that's basically what's shot every day, right? Yeah, yeah. Each episode takes eight days to shoot, <laughs> and we get, um, we get, you know, yesterday's footage the next day. You know, they'll shoot, and we get it the next day, and we start cutting it together. Is there a lot that is left on the cutting room floor? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Because you do every scene a few times, you know, different angles, different, you know, different ways. So. A lot, a lot, a lot of hours, yeah. and then it's just whittled down. It's, it still blows my mind. Amazing, perfect. And you love what you do. I do. I love what I do, and I'm, I'm fortunate enough that I really love the show. I think I just, I love it. I'm excited every time I get a, an outline for a new episode. It's just what's going to happen next. It's, it's a show that kind of really draws you in, and, and I think I would watch it even if I weren't working on it. So and that's always really nice. I don't know what I would do if I hated the show that I had to watch every day, all day for hours. That you know? does make <laughs> your job better. Yeah, makes yeah. it a lot better. Well, let's talk. Let's let's start with um, Eli, the kind of biggest bombshell. You know, obviously that car- that's the cliffhanger of last episode into this episode. And uh, what did you guys think of of, of the storyline and where you know, kind of his role, his 
you know, place in this whole storyline? Uh, well, I actually thought the fact, you know, they, they didn't keep us in suspense too long about whether he knew her real identity or not, which I thought was kind of interesting. I thought they might want to stretch that out. But that came in pretty fast. Yeah, revenge isn't typically... I mean, remember Victoria's death? We yeah. found out 25 minutes into season <laughs> two that, okay, she's she is alive. Yeah. And everyone else found out about it too. So, you know, it's it's. I don't think it's the format of that show. But, uh, go ahead. I, I was also glad to find out that, really quickly, that uh, he was her foster brother. Because... Fro bro. <laughs> because... Uh, at the end of the last episode, when he just introduced himself as Emily's brother, you know, and he's black, I was like, oh, this is really like not trusting yourself as writers and as a show, uh, which is so unlike Revenge. So uh, I was really happy to find out that. Did you guys think that it was weird that he did? I mean, I know in terms of viewers, we wanted there to be a longer waiting period before he dropped this bombshell. Mm-hmm. But do you think it was strange that he so quickly realized that it was her? That's there was what no, I was saying. Yeah, there was that's no, what I thought. No sort of sign. And I know that he didn't know her, but 14 years went by. She obviously looks very different. Mm-hmm. I didn't think it was necessarily realistic. I, th- I thought, here's the th- for me, it was very realistic. I mean, we talked about the, this on the last episode, was the fact that, it, you know, if I had known Roxy as a child, I can kind of spot her versus, like, if I'm she handed hasn't a photo. changed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I'm handed a photo of not Roxy and I'm told that's Roxy, then I'm yeah. like, no, that's not her. Um, but, uh, Lizzie, for you, you, you had read the script, I guess, right? And, and you were yeah. really intrigued by this from the get-go. Yeah. Was, I thought it was a really interesting way to reintroduce her past in something that we hadn't seen before that wasn't just Amanda, because until then it was just flashbacks of her and Amanda and Juvie and, and her dad. So now you're bringing a part um, that we didn't know of. We knew everything about her past of setting houses on fire, right? That's just kind of been mm. why she was in Juvie, and it's been referred to. So now it's here, and I thought that was kind of a fun tie-in. Um, it, it's interesting that he does recognize her because no one else in the Hamptons <laughs> seems to. Yeah. But he is. Um, what do you got planned for yeah. us, Martin? <laughs> I have no that? idea what that was. That was Martin, what are you looking up over there? Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of mood music it until it suddenly. Yeah, I don't know what that was. Go ahead. Um, so Eli knows Emily from being 14 instead of 9. So he's got five years more than Jack, Jack and everyone okay. else does. Which I think if you, you know someone is an early teen, you could probably recognize them But also, them later. she had the uh, infinity tattoo. How come no one else has yeah. spotted that on her? Um, well, he, because they, the, they show her in the flashback drawing with the ashes of the match, the, the double infinity yeah. sign, which was her and her dad's little secret thing. But it's also on the house. Love. And it's also on the house that they had carved in when so they moved the in. So the Graysons and all that don't know. But they would, yeah, they wouldn't sign? know that because they, you know, they're not, they weren't as integrated into her personal life. Mm-hmm. See, I completely agree with you that in theory, I love the storyline and I love that they brought him back. Um, and I'm going to get yelled at right now, but I just don't love the choices that are being made by the actor <laughs> to portray the character. <laughs> Is that okay? <laughs> that, that's okay. I mean, here's here's kind of my problem with it. Uh, I. With him, everyone else is so good that when you don't have someone up to, even if it's a guest star like this, up to that level, it, it kind of shows. Right, yeah. and it's got to be hard walking into that situation because everyone on the show is so freaking talented, and you're not in the swing of things, and you, you obviously you don't vibe with people like they vibe with each other, and they work together every day. So I can I can see that, but it's just not 
I'm not seeing the chemistry between him and yeah. uh, Emily. And also, you know, the guest stars we have had have been phenomenal, like Adrian Barber, really seasoned right. performers, Roger Bard. I mean, the, the, you can probably think of more, but I mean, that we they've had such a high level of acting in this in this show. But yeah, especially even the guest stars, you know. So I guess he's a fairly new actor. I mean, he's not. I guess he. I don't know his background, but he hasn't probably. To, so you're right to sort of walk into this very right. seasoned group. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, and you know, plus too, I, I, you know, we don't know from him whether or not he's familiar with the show. I mean, you know, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of the guest stars, do they watch the show that you're aware of, or no? You know, I, I don't know. I would hope yeah. so, Be, uh, mostly because the plot. I feel like if you miss an episode, you're screwed for a long time. So yeah. I would, I would hope that you would at least know some of it. Um, I. I can't speak personally well, to say that. Well, <laughs> I mean, you are on set. You see, I, I just kind of—I'd imagine these actors are very welcoming, though. I imagine when sort of people come into the absolutely, yeah, I, they well, seem like to me like they're actors that are a great group of people. They have a lot yeah. of fun, and and mm. and I think that they get excited, you know, when they read these new parts of you know oh, someone new to play with, kind of kind of thing. When nice. someone's new on set, yeah, like, oh, when a new toy, new on set. Yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. but exactly, like I said, a new I've toy. Had, yeah, but I imagine if a new actor's coming on set, that they are felt felt very at home and what it, it seems like that kind of set to me that these actors really love being there you know absolutely it's yeah. a really welcoming set I've been you know fortunate enough to work on the show and when I bring in family members everyone just kind of <laughs> will ham it up for them and kind of you know do, do fun things and they, they really like it or at least they if they don't they should <laughs> pretend to it's <laughs> called acting yeah they're, they're very good at it well t- in terms of Eli uh, storyline like um you know, everyone keeps saying, like, okay, he's, he's going to hang around here. He, he has an agenda. What what I'm kind of unclear on is what exactly is his agenda. You know, I mean, if he's if he's such close friends with Emily, you know, you'd think that he'd do what she wants or something mm. like that. You know, so why is he going against her? I'm not well, he was I'm unclear asking on her that. to trust him. And I think, you know, that scene where he's kind of saying, you know, hey, it's me. Uh, but she doesn't really tell him anything, does she? So she's not really letting him in on anything, probably wisely, but maybe he suspects that he's not going to sort of find out what, what she's doing there. I don't know. No, I completely agree. Yeah. I think it is it's a little confusing because he came back because he thought that his foster sister was dead. He quickly finds out that his foster sister is alive mm-hmm. and I can't tell whether he's trying to rekindle a relationship so that's the motive but uh, why he wants to stay or whether he is trying to scam her like he tries to scam everybody else yeah. like with his illegitimate Stamp. book business etc yeah. etc et as, so as, as I understood it he actually came back because Charlotte invited him to the wedding right and he just showed oh, up to the late. funeral mm. yeah. to the funeral right not to right. the wedding okay Okay, well then, I'm mistaken. Yeah, no, she invites him to the funeral, and then I'm sure to his... Well, actually, I don't know. Is he happy that his sister is actually alive, or is he disappointed because he really hates her? I can't tell. I guess we'll see. When he was describing the fire, he said, I always thought she set that fire on accident, or I'm sorry, on purpose, so that we could stay together. Hmm. But I'm wondering if maybe he got blamed for the fire and that caused yeah, I mean, more trouble in his life. Here's the good news for me, and uh, this is just my kind of interpretation of it, but you, you, what's nice is, right, um, we'll talk about Aiden and that whole storyline and how they're trying to pin him, but with this now, you have a perfect scapegoat for everyone, right, if you wanted to, because obviously he's, you know, he's, quote, brothers with... Amanda, and so therefore, anything that potentially bad could happen, anyone can pin on this guy. 
that's a potential thing that the, the, the show could do. I don't know if they what will. What do you mean anything bad could happen? It would be pinned on him. Okay, let's let's say I mean an example. I mean how all the things that happen in the Hamptons, but let's say um uh, now I'm trying to. Do it. <laughs> well, I just don't know what I mean. Okay. Why, like, no, even why? even down to even down to let's say you know, and, and forgive this because this, this is terrible because this would never happen. But let's say uh, you know, hundred thousand dollars is stolen from the Conrads. Right. They they could blame him. Or let's say you know, um, let's say a secret computer is stolen. Right. That's a little bit better, perhaps. Oh, who are we gonna blame? We're gonna blame Eli. So you mean it was smart of the writers to put him on because we need to have a scapegoat? I'm not saying. Well, it, it's smart in that sense. But what I'm saying is, if if Emily could connect, the, you know, if if he's not doing what he, what he what she wants of him, then he she can you know uh, destroy him in that manner if she wanted to. She could. I don't. Again, it's not smart. I mean, you're, as she says, she's playing with fire by doing that. But that is a possibility for her, and it's also a possibility for the Conrads because I know they're going after Aiden, and he's now a great scapegoat. But you know, now you also have this guy. To okay. pin things on. So you think that's why Victoria uh, wanted him as the co-chair because they're trying to put people I mean, in this in this foundation that they can basically. I mean, the yeah. more people you you have, yeah. that, you know, like the more liability against all the others. Mm. Great. Yeah, the know? more people you have, the more people you can throw into the fire if you need to. Exactly. Well, I don't, I don't know why Victoria would do because I feel like if there's anybody to throw under a bus that she would want. Emily is that person. Yeah, you're right. She chose not to right. have her as a co-chair. You're right. But keeping yeah. this guy around also gives that possibility that she would be able to do that because she knows that there's some sort of animosity there. So I think that she's thinking that. But the, she, she, she's, that? she's she ne- doesn't know the relationship between Emily and... Well, she, uh, she knows that Emily doesn't want this guy around anymore. Right. That uh, Because once Ooh. once Emily told... Ashley. Ashley, Ashley thank you. I, oh, I forgot her name because she's been... Like, not in the last couple episodes that much. Um, But anyway, when Emily told Ashley and then Ashley told Victoria, Victoria, that's why she chose him as the co-chair. Because she knew that Emily didn't want him around. So I I think that that's probably the main reason. Where where do Emily and Victoria stand now? I mean, it seems there's always been this back and forth, tit for tat. And I thought we were kind of aligned, but now we're not. Well, one of the... I think one of the exciting things about the rest of the season is now they're they're back to kind of being pitted against one another, especially with Emily, who at the end of this episode is kind of rejoining forces with Daniel, which is, of course, Victoria's worst nightmare. Mm. So, well, I was kind of, but, you know, we see Victoria ask Emily for her help and actually wants them to get back together. Right. So it is her worst nightmare, but it's also her dream. But that was for her benefit. And mm. now, you know... She's that, not controlling it. Right, exactly. Now she's in control again and she just thinks Emily, yeah. you know, is after something other than Daniel. Obviously, he thinks that Emily has ulterior motives. Um, as for Eli, Eli's next... His next episode, next week, mm. he will explain everything as to why he's there and what he wants and what his goal is. So, 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 so we hang on. Yeah. You're yeah. probably sitting so here like, I know something you don't know. I yeah. know. It's so exciting. <laughs> so you were saying about Victoria and Emily, that really is what the fans love, isn't it? That's what it's they coming do. back to. And exactly, yeah. which is um, which is really nice. Cause, yeah, I think it got a little too big too quickly, and uh, they're just kind of bringing it back to, you know, this 
this Emily taking down the Graysons, which is what we all want to see. Which is really how this sort of rest of the season is focusing on Exactly, now. just right. kind of getting back on track and giving the fans what they want. And you were saying too that you are, they actually do respond to what fans... Absolutely, I ex- think that... Which is wonderful, yeah. Yeah, I think yeah. that the, the turn and the change, and even in the end of the last episode, they said back to basics, no more messing around, no more distractions, and that's literally what the show's focusing on. But so, can you elaborate a little, because I know before we came on here, we were talking about how the fans do love that, and they love to tell them, and then they listen, but... What, what do you mean by that? How do they contact you yeah. through social media or what uh, yeah, goes on there? I mean, even in post, I'm, I, and just hearing the writers talk, I know that they, they pay a lot of attention to what the fans want and, and to what they're having problems with, what they think is going to happen. So I know that, you know, last season I, they were teasing the idea of like, oh, maybe we'll make, you know, Charlotte David Clark's other daughter and, and that'll be a big, you know, boom thing. And, and I think it was in their mind. They weren't sure if they are going to do it. And then all of a sudden these fans had, you know, really, really started this theory that this was happening. They were excited about it and they wanted it and they just, you know, they put it in. So, um, and the same thing also happened with Ashley at the beginning of this season where, um, and I actually think that the actress that plays Ashley, who's also named Ashley, um, (laughs) she had read, you know, oh, I think that Ashley and Conrad had an affair and, you know, presented it to Mike and was like, I think this is kind of cool and they ran with it. So some of the uh, actors, because I know Ashley is very active on Twitter. Oh, yeah, 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 she's always... So so they actually uh, sometimes give feedback to the writers and they they actually go, well... I don't know how regular it is, but I do know that that is what what happened in that circumstance. Interesting. You know, I I love that because we're a super fan network here, so knowing that our voice actually matters. It matters a lot, yeah. Which, of course, is an amazing reason why you should write on our YouTube page, go to our iTunes and comment because they're actually reading this stuff and if you want to voice your opinion and you want to voice it to a big platform, you go to our iTunes, you comment, we say it on air and then, you know, maybe it gets to you and then it gets right. to the people at Revenge and then it gets onto TV. So yeah, make it, e- make it easy for the writers. Have a right. one-stop shop. That's yeah. right, just come to us. Perfect. That sounds like a good plan, actually. <laughs> yeah, we just need a, we just need a system of funneling the information. That's exactly. All. Yeah. After, you know, go to iTunes for AfterBuzz TV. Write that beautiful comment, and there you go. <laughs> yeah, we got it all figured out. <laughs> we really do. I mean, what what better way can there be? <laughs> I, I just did have another question though, because if you don't mind, I, sure. I, the actors often give you uh, Gabrielle, Madeline. Mm-hmm. Often, and we've discussed this before tell you what's going to happen and I've always been interested that you know a lot of shows are very closed about the next they don't want to tell you anything it's a different policy on this show because you often get teasers about what's coming up in a few episodes yeah you know I read those interviews too and I would be like are we allowed to say that you know exactly (laughs) um um, but I think you you have to you know you should be able to tease oh you know so and so gets darker or so and so you know a big tragedy but without giving you know giving everything away um I I wouldn't say it's it's policy to to give spoilers but I do think it's they do a lot though don't they they? Want, you know, they want the fans tuning in every week and they want, you know... I guess that shows that the, the actors, too, are very in tune with their fans and wanting to... Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. Let me ask you a very, uh, you, you know, while we're on this kind of subject, let me ask you an actor question. Um, I, I know some actors, they'll flub a take on purpose if they know it's not going well. Do you see that? <laughs> no, they, no, meaning like they'll do something on purpose knowing that it can't be used in the editing room because they they know that it's not their best take and, and they'll, I, they'll do that. I, th- I don't... I don't know if that's necessarily... T- if they, if they, like, I haven't caught on to that as being a technique that our actors have used, but they have stopped the take and like, no, let's do this again. Um, 
But funnily enough, last week um, we had to change a line. We had to have an actor re-record a line for us like days before this episode aired. Um, last week, I don't know if you remember, but we, we see Trask and he comes in and Emily's at the stowaway looking through Amanda's stuff and he tells her he's a detective investigating this. <laughs> and as a joke on set, he goes, the name's Fletch and he flashes the badge <laughs> as like a joke because of the movie Fletch. Fletch yeah. Right. And it made it all the way to like, to when we're mixing it. <laughs> And then one of us, oh, that's funny. It's like the, the thing. Like, oh, he's supposed to actually say his name there. We need to get him to re-record that line. Because we kept the joke take throughout the whole thing. <laughs> oh, so, my God. Yeah. <laughs> and, and nobody caught on. Nobody caught Well, because he's, you know, he's faking being a, tec- a detective. So I think you, he thought it was funny. That, oh, he, or, you know, oh, he's using a fake name. Can you imagine if that aired? It would be hilarious. Has that ever <laughs> happened, actually, where something slipped through and aired and then you guys were like, oh, my God, no. No. There's no. No. That was... That was about as close as it, it came. And that wouldn't have been the worst thing. I don't think, you know, Fletch is, is an old movie, but it's a classic. Um, so I thought it was pretty funny. Sometimes, it, it came really close. Sometimes I wonder that about entire TV shows. Right. How many people did this make it through that this is on air? Uh, sometimes I see something and I'm like, if I can catch that just sitting here, like, how on earth? Yeah, I completely Yeah, agree. how many people had well, to approve to, that? I've thought that, and then that happened. I'm like, so a lot. Yeah. <laughs> to, to be fair, <laughs> to be fair these, you guys do it in eight days. We do. Well, it leaves our department and then goes to a, an alternate post house. And, but yeah, it's, it's really quick, and it's rushed, and our department works on three episodes at a time, so to catch oh, a line wow. like the name's Fletch is, you know, it's not the worst thing to slip under your radar on, on that kind of schedule. Yeah. Um, well, kind of circling back, if you will, we'll, we'll continue this discussion. Uh, but uh, let's get into poor Jack and all of this. Sure. You know, he's, he's what I like, you know, Daniel, we've seen kind of, you know, now starting to sort of Sink move into forward. alcoholism. <laughs> well, well, Dan, yes, unfortunately now he's reverting. But, you know, he was such a he was such a man of action in mm. the early episodes. And now... Uh, Jack obviously is a man on a mission, yeah, and uh, kind of like like Daniel, you know, who's now s- sucking on the bottle. Mm. Where does Jack go, and how do you, you know this poor guy? What what he's getting misinformation everywhere. After, yeah, and is he be- still believing it? I mean, don't you ever? When, when does he believe? When does he know what's the truth? Uh, don't you kind of just wish that they would just tell him already? I mean, I, I I'm sitting here and yes, it makes yeah. for great TV, but like you're saying, I feel really bad for this guy. I actually think I wrote this down. Like poor yeah. Jack, and I almost just want instead of the lie to mm. cover the lie to cover the lie, just sit him down. I feel like he's an understanding dude and. Obviously, <laughs> then you couldn't draw this out, so it wouldn't make as great a television. But I feel connected to this character, and I just want to like scream at him, "No, you love Emily, and she's here!" Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to yell it. Well, why do you think uh, they're so intent on covering the fact that he was rescued by <laughs> Emily and and? I think I think it's Nolan. For, Nolan. for me. It stems from the fact that um, they they can't tell him the truth, and the and the tr- and the reason why they can't because he. he ultimately is a liability they don't want to hurt his feelings and again it would just as Nolan said last episode it would just crush him don't take that memory of Amanda away I, I, but, your guys' take but, uh, but to sort of say that they went out to rescue him uh, why would that be revealing the truth yeah, it would be revealing the truth. Because they would have known that he was there and how did they know that but they knew he was out on the boat on a honeymoon yeah but they didn't know he was going to be at the dock I guess. I don't know. But you're saying it would crush him, but I think it would give him light. Mm. Like, you know what? You think the woman that you've been in love with your entire life is dead? Hey, guess what? She's not. She's right here. To me, yes, at first it would be crushing news, but then it would be like, light bulb. 
oh my god and I, I, I don't know I'm kind of in agreement with uh, I feel like there was a better way to do this because uh, now to pin it on somebody else and, and just another lie and the boat is really the person who got tried to get you killed and yeah. he has remorse and all this stuff it's like Jack well, is to, smart to, to, to be fair Kenny does he have sandy hair, by the way? I forgot. I forget. Yeah, because the guy had sandy hair, right? Kenny? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, yeah it's light. It's light. Okay, because yeah. that was my question when like, he pinned it on Kenny. I'm trying to remember. Did he have but, sandy you hair? You know, I, could, he, here, here's, I actually did believe the lie because, you know what? I could see that from Kenny. Kenny wasn't that bad. It was it was the father and it was Matt that were to, to that extreme of evil. Don't you just sit there and like just want some sort of truth? Because he is smart, he is catching on, and you can even see when he hugs Nolan, the wheels are turning. You know, he's not just taking everything at face value anymore. He's really thinking about it but once he, he, he found that photograph okay. of Emily and Amanda. All right, how about this? How and about I'll, it? I'll, I'll let you guys you guys mm. argue this, but right now, right? Look, look at the way Jack is reacting. It's all anger, right? And he's very emotional. Now imagine if he finds out the truth that the girl that he has loved, the girl that he, the girl that he married is not the girl he loved, and the girl that he absolutely loved as a child uh, from from childhood is the girl that has been lying to him. Yes. He's just going to go rogue. But but and that's now, a liability. But now is the perfect time to tell him because before it would be the girl that he loved his whole life has been lying to him all this time. No, it would have been, been it would have been go ahead, I'm sorry. Mm. I was going to say the perfect time would have been when Sammy died season 1. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I miss Sammy. Oh. Whereas now it would be like as you know as Roxy was saying like he just lost the love of his life. Oh no, it's okay. I'm still right here and he would be even more understanding because he heard this whole I was here to exact revenge on the Graysons and she's like, "Don't you see that's what I was here to do and that's why I'd have Fomanda take over my life so that I could get in and it, it's the perfect time." I don't think. Lizzie, you, um, you as a fan and if <laughs> um Emily tried to tell him after Sammy died, which was the perfect time. Yes, you it know was. they shared that kiss that night and then she went to the bar and then Amanda was there and pregnant. Right. So that I think she she said I'm going to tell him everything and this is where it happens. And Let me ask this: Who we, we speculate this and we you know and who's the perfect guy? Is it Nolan? Is it Aiden? Is it Dan? Is it Jack? For Emily? Yes. Who's she going to end up with? This is the question that we don't <laughs> okay. know. Therefore, there is no perfect time because we don't know the guy. Here's as well. I guess the theory is that the the the, the path's being cleared now for Jack. It's a possibility. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Now yeah. there's now and now she's got three men in the in the fire. I I mean I, I would think not Nolan. Nolan. He's you know? always going to be it's a friend, just, kind yeah. of. Yeah. Right. But maybe then that's the exact reason it should be Nolan. Yeah. But here's what I'm thinking: the reason that she doesn't tell him in the writers of the show's perspective is because as fans from day one once Jack knows that Emily is Amanda they have to be together and we're not at that place yet where they can be together because she still we still like her with Aiden and we kind of like her with Daniel so we're not emotionally ready <laughs> no serious I'm being serious and I think the writers know that but if Jack knew it was her, we would not be okay with Jack not going after her. So, but he'd be angry, so he could, could stretch that out for a yeah, while. Yeah, exactly. He needs to. I think yeah. he would. Need he to would need a whole before. season to heal. I don't think so. <laughs> I think he jumps right in it. And no, I don't think he would. I think of how depressed he was at yeah. the start of the season. I know, but uh, you know, while having the girl that he loved, a couple <laughs> episodes can really do some good. You can come a long way. But that's what I think. And who's the perfect guy? 
the way that the show is set up makes it seem like Jack. I mean, I don't think you can really argue that. Except Aiden's done everything for her, and Daniel's like about to change who he is, but Nolan is the lifesaver, and now I'm, I'm like, can I just uh, have one of them? I'm gonna, Why do you no, get four okay, perfect guys? Okay, what is so Ro- Roxy thinks Jack. Who Who is the perfect who is the perfect guy? In the past, I've said Aiden because that's the only person Emily could truly be herself around. But if the door opens for it to be Jack, I'm going to go with Jack. Okay, I, I'll say the same. You know, I say I think I think the show from the beginning there's that sentimentality of their childhood and that. Yeah, I I mean I think Jack is is the one that is the answer. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna say the most unpopular thing ever. I think Jack is so wounded, and after this journey, he's going to be so wounded, he's going to be the figurative, hunched-over guy that Emily's just going to have to literally <laughs> pick up and be like, are you okay? And he'll fall back down unless <laughs> a- Emily continues to hold him up. And what's wrong with that? He's a, he's a shell of his former self. I don't Aww. like that. So he needs a lot of recovery. So who yeah. do you say? Aiden. Aiden? Aiden's great for so her. So nobody thinks Daniel. No, I don't think nobody that will, I don't Daniel. think that can happen. Well, uh, Daniel can never know who she really yeah, is. Yeah, that's what I mean. It can't really happen. Or she'd have to kill him. Move, ha, ha, ha. All right, so, but seriously. So, so, so let's slip into this. Let's slip into Aiden. Um, sorry if that came figuratively. <laughs> um, all right, so first off, what do you guys think of their secret pad? Oh, it's very cool. Where is that secret pad, by the way? Is I, it a built set or is no, it? No, it's it's someone's house. It is actually, it's someone's, actually house. someone's house. I, I want that house. Yeah, I want it too. Do you I, know where it? I'm not I'm saying. Gonna, I'm not saying the address, but I'll I'll give you the address. Oh, later. great, thank you. <laughs> but but <laughs> we'll they've actually just on. scouted a house. Yeah, yeah, I right. believe so. Is that for uh, a lot of the, How many s- things are actually built as a set and, and are actually um, interiors? Emily's Emily's house, Grayson Manor, the stowaway, mm-hmm. uh, the inside of the boat is actually like a trailer. Oh and wow! On, like in a soundstage, it's funny. So, <laughs> um, so basically, most of our, all of our meter set pieces, unless we're outside at the beach or um, you know in New York City, out outside, you know. But a lot of it is in in sound stages mm. in on sets, but they're all modeled after real homes from the pilot. Um, so. I can't believe that this isn't filmed in New York and you were actually telling me something funny about um, that the creator had never been to... Yeah, he's never been to the Hamptons. Never been and to the Hamptons. And he's got this huge hit set in the, set in the Hamptons, which, which cracked me up. And I the pilot was filmed in North Carolina, so even filming the pilot oh, about the Hamptons North Carolina. was filmed in North Carolina. Oh, wow. That's just too funny to me yeah. because he has it so on the nose uh-huh. that I can't believe he's not like born and raised. Have been to the Hamptons? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well. Madeline Stowe's never been to the Hamptons. She said that too. Really? Yeah. I, see, that's like shocking she to said me she's because never been to the Hamptons. they just like got it mm. uh, completely, a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, but yeah, being from the East Coast, I've been there a few times actually, and now I sound like one of them. Um, <laughs> no, and it's just it's just a way of life, and this show really captures that. Uh-huh. Really, honestly, and that's great. I've never been there, so that's that's great to hear. Yeah, we yeah we. You guys like need to take a trip. We should. I no. think a cast and crew trip to or the Hamptons. We guys like a season t- season two wrap up party. <laughs> that would be great. Like, if, oh, yeah. this is what it looks like. <laughs> if our wrap party were in the Hamptons, I don't think I'd ever leave this job. And <laughs> Ashley can plan it. And Ashley can plan it. Yeah. Perfect. And some of the exteriors, like I mean, obviously I've recognized Marina Del Rey. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the exterior of the stowaway and, and where they used to keep the Amanda that's all in Marina Del Rey and our sound stages are in Manhattan Beach we do a lot of filming in, in Malibu or you know just along Los Angeles beaches so 
There it's you nice. Go. Yeah. Well, it's sunny here. You know, unlike there, it's cold right it now. It is sunny. You don't want to film there right now. <laughs> so the exteriors of the house, though, you know, when you see those great pictures, are they real yeah, houses? Those are real. We shot right. though. You know, we we flew people out there to shoot. So that's someone's aerials real. On someone's actual home. Some, right. And the stowaway was uh, they filmed the stowaway at an actual bar in North Carolina as well, and oh, then re- right. tried to recreate it on on set. Oh. Um, and sort of kind of uh, my last question real fast about just this not that this pertains to this but um, you said they have a board of all the words for the titles well I, I wouldn't that. say all the words I, they're, um, and I didn't even know this until I went down to the writer's room one day and they just had this list of words <laughs> and I, I don't know if it's like they try and obviously they write the show and then they kind of choose the title based on where where the episode is going and and you know they 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 love their one well, they, word episodes, but they do have like a list of words, and they're all kind of you know revengey sounding, and then they'll throw <laughs> joke ones in like you know shopping <laughs> <laughs> and illumination related to tonight's episode because guys help me out because she fires. needs to light the, the fires, fires. fires. Yeah. Yeah. right totally. illumination <laughs> also means that you're uh, re- you are revealed seeing, and yeah. seeing right. things too so. right I th- yeah I yeah. think a lot of and also I think Jack is learning more and more with each episode that goes on he's going to continue to do that which is always exciting because that's who you want to know the most and that's what I'm saying he's getting, he's getting tidbits and more and more I think yeah last episode with the letters it's and great al- and also it's, it's coming to I mean uh, so in terms of illumination right the, the plan for the Graysons has never been clear to Emily. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I liked about this is they actually said, you know, we can bankrupt them and this is how we're going to do it. And now we have this access. And it's just like, finally, yeah, we know exactly what we're going to do and how we're going to ruin them. And, and here it is. And then, of course, we're interrupted by the Falcon, which is in the Oh, yes. yes. Falcon. I love that. It's very sort of. Humphrey Bogart, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. I thought the logo at first, before it started moving, looked a little bit like the American Eagle logo, just for a second. Oh, wow. <laughs> and now I'm like, who the hell is this Falcon? Right. So I'm always in the dark about something on the show, and I love that as an audience member. I love that there's always something. And this show keeps it up for a really long time. It's like how we never really understood what was going on with Victoria and um, David Clark and all these things that keep coming up and the initiative, whatever it is. They keep you in the dark for a while, and then boom, and then Falcon. Let, let me ask you this: in terms of the, in terms of the Falcon, had well, this isn't really about the Falcon, but young Emily, had she not done what she did, would David Clark still be alive? But like, what you sorry? Well, no, be, because uh, I'm, I'm referring to the Did flashback the fires, the, where he's talking to Nolan. Is no, that what you're yeah, talking about? Yeah, yes. Okay. And, right. and again, uh, you know, he, David Clark says, you know, you have to save her. She's, you know, this has happened again. It's worse right. than the last one. So had she not been doing that. Could David Clark be alive? I think Nolan would have focused on on on, on, David, on David Clark, right? Interesting. I wonder if Emily knows that. Well, she had he doesn't. not been canoodling with Conrad Grayson's wife, might he still be alive? You know, I mean, there's a lot of what ifs. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> I mean, you know, had he not been born, he might still be alive. We could go that far. Mm, that one's not so true. <laughs> there you go. Close enough. Uh, what about you? What, what do you think? That's an interesting point. Uh-huh. I think that would destroy Emily to know um, they I mean they do have that flashback where he says don't and even mm-hmm. me watching that again and I've seen this episode a few times but it's just like why 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 you have a lead now go for it and he's just so focused on saving Emily from ending up in prison herself it seems but she still ended up in juvie she so. still ended up in juvie for a yeah. few years so I, I want to understand I come this Nolan couldn't multitask sorry yeah. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's a smart boy. Yeah. <laughs> I want to understand this storyline more, though. So the Falcon <laughs> is this guy, and I feel like there's so many people that sealed David Clark's fate, and it's always like, but this is the person. Right. <laughs> How many people are responsible for David Clark's fate? Poor right. David Clark, yes. Uh, Emily's just loving putting the axes on the faces. But anyway, so we have this guy, and he, what exactly did he do? The, the Falcon, Falcon to David Clark? The Falcon is this hacker, super right? hacker, super right? Hacker, like yeah. the super hacker that Nolan idolized. That Nolan's backstory, which they mentioned, I think, briefly, is that he used to be a super ha- like a hacker and then, you know, kind of was a reformed hacker now. Right. <laughs> um, so the Falcon is the one who, I guess, locked, uh, you know, hacked into everything, locked all the documents and kind of sealed any evidence would have been overturned or would have been changed. You know, this this Falcon, as you'll as we'll see more of, it just has can, the ability to change records, change, you know, you know, computer trades and whatnot. So he can really and, set it up. And so uh, the backstory was that this guy was working on the payroll initially, right? That he was on the that this is someone that they hired to to seal everyone. The Grayson. So instead initiative. of just people lying, now oh. there's computer data, now there's files, now there's stuff, email history to back this up. Was that a Grayson's or the Initiative? The hired, Grayson's bankrolled it. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so now the Falcons, Falcons working back. for the Grayson's, not the Initiative. Right. right? Okay. Falcons working for the Grayson's. Here, here's what I like yeah. about. Um, Here's here's what came out of tonight's storyline for me with the, the fact that the, the Graysons, you know, sp- obviously Victoria and, and Conrad, Daniel not so much, they have this amazing checklist of things that have to happen in order not to get caught. <laughs> they, they do. I mean, yeah. you know, the, the fake charity, this, you know, the, the hacker guy, mm. it's, they have it all planned out. Well, he's been through it once before. Where, yeah. you know, uh, he got away with it last time, but this time he wants to protect his assets in case they don't get away with it. Yeah, they're vets. Yeah. Guys, guesses on who the Falcon is? Uh, any any no guesses idea. over there? <laughs> no, no ideas? <laughs> a, a supreme hacker? No, I can't think out of the current cast. What about, what about the... that talented on the we computer think, side? You think it's somebody we already know? No, that's what I'm saying. I can't think of anyone other than Nolan that's that brilliant on the computer side. Maybe so, it is Nolan. Well, it can't be Nolan. But yeah, that would, yeah, that yeah. would not make sense. Nolan no. idolizing Nolan. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I can't think. Can you? Maybe Nolan sleepwalks? <laughs> I don't know. Double personality? Oh my God, he's schizo. <laughs> we just answered the show. No, I think it's going to be a new person that we haven't met before. And, it, well, you know, uh, this is kind of a prediction, mm-hmm. so I don't want to go too far into it, but, um, because I want to talk about it later. Who would know? Mason Treadwell. Possibly, right, yeah. he's he's the record book for all of this. And he's about to come back, as we know. He's, yes. Yeah, he's about to come back into the show. So. Yeah. Possibly, yeah. So we'll find out. Um, in terms of Aiden, uh, how do you guys feel this, this plan's kind of working out? Who's Who's higher up I mean obviously kind of by Emily knowing what she knows you know but then in terms of Aiden being a scapegoat like how is this going to kind of end up as quote but they are aware of that aren't they they're aware that Aiden's being set up it's not like he's going into any of this innocently going on the board but can he uh, you know is is he playing with uh, pardon the pun too much fire you know to the point where like yeah they think that they have the upper hand on on the Graysons but they really don't we're like no matter what hand. It's a good question. I don't know. Um, I whenever I think that I am thinking of something they haven't thought of, they clearly have. I mean, the two of them are really smart, so I think that uh, he's got it figured out. I'm just wondering why. What's in it for him? This is his way of getting closer to the initiative because it's going to get pinned on him. So, is that what it's all for? You know, why does he want to be there? 
So well, that, originally it was to get close to the initiative, but I'm not sure now, right? No, well, it, it was to get close to the initiative, but this, this, plan, this, yeah. plan, but this yeah. plan was to get... Yeah, it was to get closer to Daniel. The whole point was to get closer to Daniel. Mm. And the closer they were to Daniel, the more they knew the plan. Obviously, it paid off because, uh, you know, Daniel confides within Emily. Don't tell a girl your secret plans. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, what what did you guys... Let's talk about that scene specifically. How, how, How did you guys feel about that that Daniel re- revealed all that that yeah. was kind of interesting that he trusted her that much so quickly again I thought that the acting in that scene was so incredible like he was just spot on to the point where I usually think he's great but I even had to write it down and I just thought it was just brilliant I mean the way he like looked at her and with the eye, he just it was awesome it was really great <laughs> you really felt he was suffocating and just needed to let it out. Yeah, exactly. Implode. I, like, yeah. I felt claustrophobic in that moment. And that's how you know if when you can not only sympathize, but you can empathize and you actually start to feel the feelings of that. I, just really great work. <laughs> you guys are like, okay. <laughs> I know I'm preaching to the choir right now. You that's the go. actress in Roxy coming out. Uh, <laughs> I know. She does come out sometimes. <laughs> Let me ask this. Uh, you know, speaking of, like, from a technical standpoint, do you guys get excited? Like, what kind of scenes excite you guys the most in terms of wanting to cut and things like that? And, I, personally, for me, it's Nolan and Emily's stuff. I think really? that they play off of each other so well. They have a great chemistry. Their scenes are always fun. I love seeing them together and... and yeah, I just I just love it. I look forward to it every time. Nolan it, has some of the best lines. He in the does. Show. He's got great lines and great, great reactions lines. and great yeah. little quirks to play with. So he's really good to kind of cut to when we don't know what to show. Just like, oh, show Nolan. He's doing <laughs> something fun. Can Can I ask too? When one an actor leaves, you know, obviously, you know, Amanda, fake Amanda, had to go. Was um Was that sad for people when Margarita? You know, I mean, do, is there sort of like, oh, people know that things? You know, is there a farewell? Do they do it like yeah, that? Yeah. <laughs> um, I uh, you know I wasn't I yeah. I wasn't on set but um it it is it's sad especially cuz you you get attached and you get to see mm. them every day and and whatnot and and she became so important to the show and so yeah. and so I, loved I, first, I think towards exactly the end. Yeah. so likable and yeah. and so I I think when they initially brought her on last season there was a little bit of people didn't like people her. didn't like her yeah. and then they really grew to love her and and especially because Jack loved her so much and that's gonna win people over if Jack loves anything like that dog Sammy you know <laughs> it's like then you love the dog Sammy do you I mean, love the dog <laughs> I think you can love a dog regardless yeah of that's Jack. true exactly I mean the Conrads can have a dog and we'd like <laughs> the dog love the dog yeah. exactly we need another dog on the show <laughs> people what's funny ever since Amanda's death people want to know like how come Jack had this meltdown and they had a video montage for Sammy and then when his wife dies <gasps> it's just like a cry and then I need to talk to Conrad Grayson oh really <laughs> like, yeah. I, I, was, I think he just got angry but I, I it's really funny. A lot of people want to know why. <laughs> yeah, he was sadder over his dog. Right, exactly. <laughs> and he just he has this heartbreaking scene over this dog. Oh, it yeah. was. It was very touching. Well, because well, I mean, I, you know, hopefully this is an answer to you fans. But yeah. the, you know, okay, when you how do you take out? You know, how how do you with a dog dying? There's no right right now. He's got a purpose. Mm. With that, okay, you you don't have any action that you can take. Right, you can bury the dog and things like that, and so your only thing to do is to cry and things like that. Whereas with this, if you know, as he found out with the truth, okay, that gives him. Of course, there's there's anger. This is the healing. Yeah, 
And similar lines to the last question that you were asked, we're like drilling you. We're so excited about oh, to have you. Fantastic! Your it's um, great. Yeah. But you have specific scenes that you like. But do you have a favorite character on the show? Are you like, wow, I love that character? I mean, obviously, I'm not talking about the actors, right? Um, that, that's a good question, and I don't. There's so many great characters on this show. Yeah. I, it, you know, it kind of comes in waves. I'm always, I'm always an Emily fan. I love watching her kick butt all the time you know whenever she's really pissed it's great and I, mm-hmm. I love watching that and you know I said I love watching Emily and Gabe act together and I think that Nolan is, is a lot of fun for me when Madeline gets like in Victoria I guess it gets like just deliciously evil and manipulative mm-hmm. I really love watching that I loved her scene when Ashley's warning her in this episode about Eli and she's just just loving it oh Emily Thorne well all the more reason you know and just just wicked and wonderful so I, I love that let me ask you, let me ask you this uh, again. I think I think in many ways we've concluded with this episode, right? Would you guys say? Yeah. Right. yeah. So it's all about you now, baby. It's all about you. Yeah. And, and let me ask you this: You know, you said you guys listen to a lot of the fans, right? Do you ever kind of go since you're such a fan of the shows, in addition to working on it, where you're kind of walking down the hall and you're like, where it might not necessarily be what the fans are thinking, but what you really want to see, and you're like, you know what, fan, and just kind of slip it into the writers, people. You know what, fans really want to see this. <laughs> <laughs> I w- I trust our writers. I so I you know I would never more more often for me the fans will be you know complaining about something, and it'll just be this long thread of complaining about you know a storyline or a character, and I just want to be like, yeah, no, you're wrong. Just wait. Like, come on. <laughs> how many? So, what, how many writers are there? How many? Is it like a huge team? Gosh, it's... I, I, I want to say maybe like thir- 13. Wow. Um, I, I don't know the exact number, but okay. something like that. And uh, uh, let's talk about Helen Hunt. Yeah. Yes, right, we, that was very exciting. It was really exciting. When yeah. I saw the director's list, we had her, you know, booked from the top of the season. I'm like, that oh, actual really? from the Helen Hunt? <laughs> That's what we said. Yeah. yeah. Like, the yeah. Helen Hunt? Yeah, is there yeah. another one? <laughs> that was thrilling. It was really thrilling. And, and her, I think her episode was, was top-notch. And I really think that the actors wanted to give, like, a good good performance for Helen oh, Hunt, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. So and, 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 and great. So that was the last episode, correct? For, that was last fans. week's, yeah. That was the, the first episode after Amanda died, which is a big undertaking. That so. was. I mean, we you, were, had to, you had to handle it delicately. Yeah, but we were really safe hands. She was, she just came in. Is she a fan of the show? Was Did you find out anything like that or why she was booked? Did she? I, I know, well, she's I know she watched all of it because yeah, um, okay. we, you know, we set her up with the DV. So I know she watched all of them right. uh, leading up, which was great. A lot of times directors come in and they just want like the last episode or the last two episodes and then they'll go in, but she wanted all of them. So she was probably, I don't know how many weeks ago, but was this right in the middle of her awards campaign that she was directing? Yeah, 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 because she was right in the middle of... Uh, sessions, right? Sessions. Because, you know, she was nominated for Golden Globe. Yeah, I mean, that was, was a busy. huge, busy time. Yeah, so, and that Oscar nomination, so that, yeah. I was thinking she was, must have it been was right, right in the middle. in the middle of it, right in the middle of that. But And it was great, because she would come in and she'd yeah. be so focused and prepared and she had everything Thing laid out, and she knew exactly what she wanted to do. It was really impressive. Yeah. So yeah, she was, she was, she was, she was great. And, and do you think she might be back? Do you think? I hope so. I would love her to direct a lot of episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and can I ask? Phil Noyce was very instrumental in the in the yeah. pilot of this. Mm-hmm. And Phil Noyce is a great Australian director. And Madeline Stowe said that was the reason she signed on to do Revenge because of Phil, Phil Noyce. Because of Phil Noyce and his extraordinary work, and they'd worked together. On, yeah, yeah, he does. He's done a lot is of stuff. Is he still any kind of hands-on? Or no, he's he was completely a, out of it. He now? was a consulting producer for the rest of the first season. Yeah. He did the first two episodes, um, and then then was just kind of consulting producer if he had any notes or he would come in sometimes but kind of took a back seat and let let us steer his so his he's ship. not really involved at all anymore right no not anymore okay. not this season okay 
I'm assuming that a lot of the times you have really tough decisions to make in terms of which take you're putting in and, and what you're not and, and what song, whatever you're doing, what to go with, and a lot of it falls on you. What is the main determining factor? Like, How do you choose well, one or the other? I'm not an editor, so that wouldn't be me. Um, but from what I, uh, you know, I know all of them very well, and they're all, it's just... Who's giving you the good stuff? I, I would imagine. You know, I I see them get frustrated with some actors on some takes and just loving, can't get enough of another actor on another take. So I, I think you just want the best reactions, the best deliveries, and, and anything uh, to escalate the scene. But I, uh, I don't edit them personally. So I imagine it would be hard because, like I said earlier in the show, we have a lot of scenes to look through. Who, who or what decides what scenes get cut? Um... Well, you know, these episodes, they go through, you know, they morph from an editor's cut, which is the original cut of the episode. And then the director will come in and spend four days with us, typically, and then put out, we'll put out a director's cut, and they'll say, take out this stuff, put this in, you know, whatever. So then that gets chipped away more. And then the producers get in on it, and we've got another cut that goes to network, and then they give us our notes, like, we liked wow. this scene, put this wow. scene back in, take this scene out. And then, you know, it comes back to us, and we polish it up and, and give it to you guys. So it's... Um, it's a lot of people. It's a lot of people. Um, I would say mostly the people that have the final say are, you know, Mike Kelly, our showrunner, and um, Melissa Lawyer, executive producer, and um, the writers will come in and sit in the editing rooms too. But I think that and those what, two. Are what are, um, if I may ask, what are some things that Michael Kelly looks for? Like, you know, what, what's his biggest notes of, you know, of change? If there, if there is a consistency. Of what to change? Yeah, like, like let's say, you know, it goes through the process. Like, what is he, you know, what... I, I know that's a tough question. I'm not wording in the in the, uh, in the proper way, but... I mean, what, what's his main critique? Like, when he sees something, is he like, you know what, I need less words? Or is there something he specifically looks for? Is that the question? I yeah, need I more mean, cowbell. I mean... I mean right, more cowbell. <laughs> I mean, to give you an example, uh, Alexander Payne, um, he really loves moments of just music and... Um, you know where you kind of just visually experience a moment, you know, and so what? What is he? What, what are the moments he gravitates towards to make sure that they're perfect or whatever? Again, I, I don't. If what, there is a consistency, what I like about Mike as a showner is I, I really like that he likes to sit in emotions and let actors kind of. So I think he really looks for the sincerest performances all around and tries to get you know truths from people essentially, um, and. I think he does a great job. As to what specifically he likes and doesn't like, it's hard to say. He's just kind of this master conductor that's just, he's got his, his hand is in all. Typically, I mean, how, how many notes does he give? How about, uh, maybe that's a better question. Um, I guess it, it really depends on what, what shape the episode is in when he sees it. <laughs> <laughs> so sometimes a lot, sometimes we just cut together 18, which is, I'm really excited about. It's called Masquerade. You're, you're going to die. It's Ooh, great. Okay. And he had very little notes for us on that one. It was, you know, well directed, well edited, and just great performances all around. So, when there's not a lot to change, there's not a lot to change, and that's that's great because it's a short day for all of us. <laughs> <laughs> and, and this is a single camera show, right? So yes. Which means that it does there's many takes because I know every actor has to do their angle. So mm -hmm. yeah, so there's <laughs> it's a lot. It's yeah. and it's you know it's an hour long instead of uh, you know a single camera sitcom is a much shorter. And in terms of spoilers, I know you can't give us much, but we have things to look forward to this season. You have a lot to look forward to. I'm really excited about this season. There was a while where 
I think the show it kind of slumped a little um, you know just getting too big too quick and then it's now sharpening and refocusing and it's just it's really exciting and I think it's getting back to that what fans loved about season one which is just Emily taking down the Graysons Um, there's a lot of great stuff with Nolan coming up he gets a lot of nice nice dark dramatic moments that he gave as an actor handles really well is Nolan one of those people that has really developed with the fans and people just going to love he's him he's a fan he gets favorite more he really he gets, is he gets more now because of that I don't know if he gets I mean he's more, I, I think it can't yeah. hurt you yeah. know um, yeah. he's terrific and I uh, I'm excited for him and for fans to watch him this season um, and for Jack like I said he's gonna he knows more and more with each passing episode which is great well, let's, let's get into predictions if we will sure and kind of uh, dude I'm like hanging on your no. every word right now <laughs> <laughs> everything you say I'm like what what <laughs> even as big as it so yeah I, I try not to be specific but uh-huh. it's it's really exciting I'm well, excited about it l- let me ask this you know obviously there's the Padma storyline that's kind of left mm-hmm. open oh, yeah. you're gonna see Mason Treadwell all these different things uh, you know last season ended on a very down note right as we mentioned the Sammy dying and Emily wanting to come forward but she couldn't uh, Victoria supposedly dead everyone just kind of I mean you had seven devils playing right yeah where, where, do we leave on a happier note? <laughs> where do we leave? No, we definitely don't. Uh, absolutely not. I don't think it would be revenge if we left and everyone was satisfied well, <laughs> she doesn't get her revenge and then we can yeah, all then go it's, home? then it's huh. over it's like a British series it's like two and done <laughs> <laughs> no but I of course we aren't going to get that satisfaction because we need it later down the line but as far as the rest of the season goes we've got up and down moments we'll get those little bits of satisfaction right of course I I think especially with with Jack you'll get a little bit more satisfaction um, with his character because he's so angry right now and he wants answers and he'll get some which is really what about, exciting. What about, all right, next episode the, yeah. in the last They'll five say, minutes yes. what does that mean? Oh yeah. Is it an explosion? Is it an emotion? Does what someone else die? Oh no. Yeah. But they, <laughs> um, the last five minutes all I'll say is she's talking to Mason Treadwell and and, mm. and she's in prison visiting him okay. and it's um and it's present day. Conversation. It's, it's present, present day, day, right? Okay. Yeah. Okay. And Surprising it, even Emily. Yeah, I was going to say, surprised. even Emily is shocked. Yeah. Well, yeah, I would say the only person that knows her father's trial inside and out as well as Emily does would be Mason, Mason. Treadwell. Right. So, so he's still got a lot wealth of information. So there's a lot more to reveal for right. Mason, basically. Yeah. There's a lot more Which coming I from him. I think he's a great character. Which and is any other, anyone else coming back? I know we've got Mason coming back. Any... Um, We'll see. Uh, we'll see a little bit of Takeda coming up too, because okay, he's the Falcon. And but the mothers don't come <laughs> back, do they? You know, we had sort of Victoria's mother, and we had you know Emily's mother. Are they not back in this season? I, you know, I don't know exactly. I only know up through. Right. We did twenty-two episodes. I know up through episode twenty. I'm sh- the writers. Uh, I know mm-hmm. that they pitched the finale already, but I just haven't yeah. read it or, or heard it yet. But um, I heard originally that. Uh, Jennifer Jason Lee was going to be coming back before That's the end of the season. That's what I thought. Yeah, I thought she was coming back. Yeah. I can't, because uh, I actually just don't it. know. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to tickle torture you yeah. to find out the truth. <laughs> and who the Falcon is. Right. Because <laughs> you know. You won't tell us. I do know. <laughs> Alright, well, it's been great chatting Fantastic. with you. Yeah, uh, do you have a Twitter awesome. that you want to plug? Yeah, it's just, ah. it's my name, uh, which is Lizzie Donaldson, L-I-Z-Z-I-E D-O-N. Look at that. You can find her in the facility. At uh, Revenge Studios. Yeah. Donald, Which is like the duck, son, SOS. That's right. Ooh, I learned, Thanks, baby. Roxy. I got you. <laughs> Very simple. Well, thank you so much for Been chatting fantastic. with us. Thank you so uh, much. Yeah. Hope you guys yeah. have enjoyed it. Um, also, to uh, make sure. Sh- 
to to let you guys know that we are reading your comments. I thought someone had a great comment that, you know, every episode opens up with the voiceover from Emily. And people think that there's speculation that she's retelling the story to Mason Treadwell for his last and final I book. Like I love we'll that. S- we'll I see if that, that comes true. Now they're going to take it. <laughs> now they'll take it. But where can they find you, Catherine Tulich? Uh, at Catherine Tulich, K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E-T-U-L-I-C-H. And that's Twitter and, and Instagram. Instagram. Yes. Uh, you can follow me at Koppel for Mayor, K-O-P-P-E-L-F-O-R-M-A-Y-O-R. You can also please check out my website, onacoppel.com. On Twitter at Roxy Stryer, and now I'm plugging my Instagram, which is mm. Rocks Your World with two Ds. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Excellent. And of course, here at AfterBuzz TV, um, thank you so much. So until next week, rate and comment and let us know your thoughts because we love hearing them, and apparently revenge writers do too. Yeah. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye. Bye. Later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 